All right, you guys can open up to Ephesians chapter 4. We're going to be finishing uh, Ephesians 4 tonight. And while you're turning there, consider, have you guys ever heard anybody say that the Bible or Christianity or church is just a bunch of do's and don'ts? You know, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, honor thy father and mother. I mean, what a buzzkill, right? Well, last week, Nick focused on our internal and external walks as Christians and how they go hand in hand. So tonight, we're going to use that a little bit as a springboard, specifically looking and connecting verses 22 and 24, which talks about putting off the old man and putting on the new man. And we're going to see in verse 25 through 32 some of the more specific things um, in regards to this. And uh, it's pretty simple, so tonight's not going to be anything crazy, but um, if you're doing it all, then great. If not, then maybe start doing it. Uh, so this list may seem like a bunch of do's and don'ts, but this is understandable because Ephesians 2.10, which is, is after the famous verses stating that we're saved by God's grace through faith and, and not of ourselves, not of works. Ephesians 2.10 says that we are to continue and that we are God's workmanship. So we are created in Christ Jesus unto good works. So after you're saved, it's not, okay, go do whatever you want because you get out of hell free, but we're to, to do good works and to exemplify what, what Christ did and who he is. So with this in mind, um, we're going to see some things that we should and shouldn't do, but we're also going to see um, the why behind it, which was something that kind of stuck out to me when I was going through this chapter, and I'm excited to share it with you guys. So with this in mind, I'm going to read Ephesians 4, verse 25 through 32, so you guys can follow along. Wherefore, putting away line, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be ye angry, and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good, that he may have to give to him that needeth. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. I'm going to pray quick and ask the Lord to teach us, and then we'll, we'll jump in. God, I thank you for tonight, and I thank you for... Lord, the beautiful day you gave us, and um, just this opportunity to open your word and, and, and see, what, uh, to see what you say about putting off the old and putting on the new, and I pray that uh, we would apply that to our lives and, and see uh, the why behind it, and, and in the end, that we would live charitably. Uh, Lord, I pray everything be true. Um, I love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so our first point for tonight is the instructions. And quite frankly, as I said, they're not too complicated to understand. There are certain things we shouldn't do as Christians, and there are certain things that we should do. Verse 25 says we are to put away lying and instead speak truth. Proverbs 12:22 says lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but they that deal truly are his delight. It's pretty simple, right? So next, we look at anger, which is an emotion and, and isn't necessarily a sin. We see that we're supposed to it says, be ye angry and sin not, and then let not the sun go down upon your wrath. So we shouldn't sin as, as a result of being angry or, or let that anger fester in us and, and 
let the sun go down on it, like continue it into the next day and the next week and the next month. Um, in Mark 3, 5, we see that anger couldn't have been a sin because Jesus was angry with the Pharisees for their hardness of hearts. Um, and we know that, that Jesus didn't sin. But James 1, 19 to 20 helps us to understand maybe a little better of how we can live our, out verse 26 and, and be angry and sin not. It says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. So being angry isn't necessarily a bad thing, but, but we should be slow to it. And we should also be considering like, the reason behind it. Jesus was, was upset because the Pharisees, their hardness of heart was keeping them from accepting the truth. So that's what made him angry. All right, so what else do we see? Oh, yeah, don't steal. Like, again, what a buzzkill. But rather, instead of stealing, get to work. Like, work for what you get. And then let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. But edify. So we see, it's cool because we see the, the things not to do, and then we kind of see the flip side of the things that we should do instead. So instead of, instead of having corrupt communication, we should be edifying one another. And then a summary kind of in verse 31 and 32. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. These are the things that are, that are common to the, the old man, which, which we are to put off. And it says, And be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. So that's the things that have to do with the new man. Those things should be things that we're working towards and we're doing on our daily lives if we're putting off the old and putting on the new. So I, I didn't go into a ton of detail or give you a bunch of references like, like maybe normal you would, you would get, but we only have 10 to 15 minutes, and these are honestly pretty straightforward. Like, do this, don't do this. If you're curi- curious about any of them in particular and want to study it out, then I encourage you to do it. Do a word search. Um, the Bible is full of, of these different uses of the words. So put off this, put on that. I can hear it now. I told you it's, it's just a bunch of do's and don'ts. Why can't I live the way I used to anymore? Well, have you ever babysat a young kid? Well, I haven't. So, <laughs> but from what I've heard, why is one of their favorite words? And, and what is the easy answer to us? Because I said so, and I'm the adult. It's kind of nice being on that side when I'm in kids' ministry now because because I can say I'm older, and I'm more mature, and I'm supposed to be supposed to know more than you, so do what I say and don't ask questions. Now, quite frankly, God has the authority and every right to tell us to do something without giving us a reason, because he is all-knowing, and he is the creator of all, and he's above all. But if you look closely, he doesn't just tell us to, to stop this and stop this, stop that, and do this and do that. But he lends to, to one of the reasons why. There, there's multiple reasons. But why are we supposed to do these certain things as we see at the end of this chapter? Well, we, we can probably guess some of the answers, thinking like our testimony to the lost world and how like our actions, if they exemplify Christ, then, then how are we going to reach the world if we're just kind of living like the world? So that, that's, that's a reason, and, and that's good. But Ephesians talks about something that, that I didn't really think about a lot, and so we're going to move on to this. And, and that's point two, which is the intention. And this intention is edification. And that's a real groundbreaker, right? If you guys have been following along with us in chapter 4, a lot of Ephesians chapter 4 and, and even Ephesians is about the body 
It's about edification. It's about unity. And you might be thinking, let's move on to something else already, but not yet. Um, so we're going to look at a little closer at a reading and, and see some of the highlights. And I'm, I'm going to read it again and just try to point out to you certain phrases and words that stuck out to me when I was reading this. So it says, Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor. It says, For we are members one of another. So why are we to put away lying and speak truth? It's because we're members one of another. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good. Why? Why should we not steal anymore? Why do we work? Not just for, for the things for ourselves, but it says that he may have to give to him that needeth. So it, it's about others, which this, this, was, this was the main verse that kind of stuck out to me in this. And then it says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. So there's a purpose behind it. It's, it's beyond ourselves. It's not just so that we can look good and that we can get our crowns in heaven, but it, we're, we're talking about um, the body of Christ and, and others that we're able to edify through, through putting on the new man. And then finishing, grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed into the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. So a reason to put off the old man and put on the new is for our brother and sister's sake in Christ. We are a body. We are the bride of Christ. We are to speak the truth with each other. And, and what is that truth? Well, God's word is truth. So we should be speaking about God's word to each other. We're to work and be willing to help out those in need that are, that are our brothers and sisters. And we're to encourage one another in speech. If we don't, but do the opposite, if we're lying and stealing and speaking ill of one another, then, then we're giving place to the devil, which we see in, in verse 27, and we're grieving the Holy Spirit, as we see in 30. And those are kind of the, the opposite things of, that we're doing. We, we, we want to have place for the Holy Spirit and, and kind of grieve the devil in a way, though that's not our focus. Um, so if we don't, then, like I said, we're... we're doing the opposite of what we should be doing. And, and if you think about it, if we're angry with a brother and, and, and let, it, let it fester, then that's what the Bible calls a, a schism. And, and there's, there's tension, and that doesn't just affect me, but it affects the body because instead of encouraging one another, we're, we've got this division between us, and we can't, we can't serve together if, if we're, we can't serve effectively together if we're, if we're at odds and, and at each other's necks. And, and this gives the devil room to work in the church. And it also grieves the Holy Spirit because we're the temple of the Holy Ghost. And, and if we're divided, then that certainly doesn't please the Lord. So edification is something that has been off and on my mind for months because I know that, that I get busy. And, and when I do, my tendency is to kind of withdraw from fellowship. So I, I'm going to still be here or be at church and come and listen. But I've... And, at least in my mind, I've got like a timeline and it's like, okay, I, I need to be gone by this time or, or whatever so that I can do my stuff that I need to do at home or, or whatever. And in and, and doing this, I, I become distant and disconnected. I forget to pray for others and, and I don't know how to pray for them because I'm not really talking with them and having that relationship. How can we do, how can we bear one another's burdens as Galatians 6, 2 says, if, if we're distant and disconnected? So how can I edify the body when I'm doing this? I can't. So I want to wrap up this 
with a, a parallel passage that Nick actually touched on last week, and that's Colossians 3, 8 to 14. And Colossians is pretty cool because it, it's very similar to Ephesians. The, the words are different, but a lot of the same uh, emphasis, I guess, are, are in it. So in Colossians 3, 8 to 14, we're not going to read all of it, but we see a lot of putting off of the same things. It says, it says uses the word put off, and, and it says things like anger and wrath and filthy communications and lying. And we're supposed to put on, like we, we saw in Ephesians, a, a number of things, including kindness and, and, and forgiving one another. But one particular thing that was added at the end of this list that, that stuck out to me was that we're to put on charity. And it, say, it says, and above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. So above all the putting off and on that is mentioned in this chapter, put on charity, and the rest will fall into it, to place. Charity is, is a selfless love. The kind of love this kind of love, love was demonstrated by Jesus when he went to the cross. The same Greek word that's translated as charity is, is agape, and we see it here, but it's, it's, it's called love in many other places in the Bible. And, and one of those places is in John 15, 13, which says, Greater love hath no man than this, than that a man lay down his life for his friends. So Jesus showed the greatest love possible on the cross by physically laying his life down for you, for me, and, and for what he called his friends. And he, he died for, for that. So if we're going to have charity, and if we're going to lay ourselves down for the sake of our brothers and sisters, we're going to have to do that like Jesus did. And that probably won't be like literally dying for them. I don't know. I guess certain circumstances could happen. But we should be doing that and, and just having a selfless attitude and, and be looking for, for others' needs and not our own. That's being selfless. That's edifying. And that's putting off the old and putting on the new. It isn't normal and it isn't easy, but it's what the Lord exampled for us and it's what he's charged us to do. So let's do it. And we're going to actually look at charity a little bit more in, in the last question in our uh, notes um, and just kind of see some of the specific things that, that when you kind of think about what charity is, it's like, man, this is, this is pretty tough. But I, I encourage you guys to do it. Um, I hope you guys have a good um, conversation about it. And I'm going to pray, and then I think Bruno's going to step up and kind of give some instructions. Um, God, I thank you for tonight, and I thank you for just showing me uh, what it means to, to put off and put on and, and, and to what that, that lends towards as far as um, edifying uh, one another and, and living charitably. And I pray that uh, you would just show us how we can uh, do better at that for the, sake of, for the sake of others. And Lord, I thank you um, for your word and for this church and for the well. And uh, I love you. And Jesus, I pray. Amen.